0: Welcome to Grace Point Church podcast, we proclaim Christ crucified and uphold him as the only hope for the fallen world. On today's episode, you'll hear from Pastor Fidel Nyakuri. Pastor Fidel is the Associate Pastor at Grace Point Church. Hello and welcome to Tafakari Tuesdays. Uh, Here we think about what matters most to us as believers. Now for the past couple of weeks, we have been handling the topic of prayer. Why do we pray and how should we pray? Today and next week, which is the last in this mini-series on prayer, we ask one more question. What do we pray for? Karibu sana and let us think about this matter together. What do we pray for? What should we pray for? This is a big question whose answer can be as narrow as we make it or as broad as it actually is. The danger in trying to answer this question is to limit what we can pray for very specific certain things but I want us as we think about this for you to think broadly on what actually you should be praying for in your area let's think about the broad categories of what you can pray for and then for you break them down into specifics so today we're not going to uh, kind of focus on specific pray for this specific item or this specific item but we are looking we're going to look at seven broad categories Not all of them at once, we'll look at three of them today and then the next four, we'll deal with them next week. Now here are seven broad categories to help you pray. They all all start with P and and, and I hope it will be a refreshing time and it will help us to indeed pray. Uh, Three of them for today, number one, proclamation. Proclamation. In your praying, make sure that you have of first importance, you know, as Paul would say in First Corinthians chapter 15 when he's talking about the gospel, as of first importance, make sure for you that as you pray in your time, you are setting aside time to pray for proclamation, gospel as advance, gospel proclamation. Be infused with the desire to see that the gospel is proclaimed and that the gospel is working. You see, More often than not, we easily pray for the material needs, for the felt things that press us so much such that we make prayer to be only that. And when it comes to praying for gospel proclamation, we just make it as an add-on or a bonus. I want to challenge you that make sure that you are keen and intentional in praying about gospel proclamation. And let me ask you, in your personal prayer and and, and even corporate prayer, as you gather in your local church each and every Sunday, how much time are you giving to praying actually for the proclamation of the gospel? Jesus himself tells us in Matthew 9, 38, and I know there's a common scripture that we know. Jesus tells us to pray that the Lord of the harvest will send workers in the harvest field. Why? Because the harvest is ripe and the workers are few. Paul in his letters, he has gospel proclamation at the forefront. He tells believers to pray for him so that he can continue to proclaim the gospel. I'll sample some of them. Like in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 19, he says, Pray also for me that the message may be given. Let me repeat that. Pray also for me, that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel. Also in 2 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 1 and 2, Paul again, writing the believers in Thessalonica, he, says, he tells them, In addition, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the word of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored, just as it was with you, and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not all have faith. And in many other places paul's concern is gospel proclamation is gospel advance friends let's make it a a, a really you know um foremost of first importance, let me make it uh, of first importance, praying for gospel proclamation. Pray for your pastors that they will be faithful in proclaiming the gospel. Pray for yourself to be bold and faithful in proclaiming the gospel. Pray for other churches around you that they will proclaim the gospel if they are doing so. If they are not doing so, they will be filled with the desire and the fire to proclaim the gospel. Pray for the missionaries you know that they will continue proclaiming the gospel. Pray, pray, pray. Pray for gospel proclamation, that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. This can only happen through faithful proclamation of the gospel. In your prayer, make sure that you are having gospel proclamation as a very first priority. And number two, what you can pray for is to pray for people. Pray for people. You can pray for yourself, and I know yourself, you've got a million things you can pray for. You have got so many things you can pray for. But you know what? There are seven billion people that you can also pray for in this world. Can you imagine that? Every second, every minute, every day, you can be praying for someone. So pray for people. You can break down in, in this way, Fast for yourself, your own personal needs. Pray for your own sanctification, growing in becoming more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ, for your own boldness in proclaiming the gospel and faithfulness. Pray for your immediate family. That again, the gospel will be saturated in the family. That you'll have good relationships. That there will be restoration of those broken relationships. Pray for your children who need school. Pray for your own parenting. Pray for your own relationship. Pray for salvation of family members. Pray for your immediate family. Pray for your wider family. Again, there are many things you can pray for your wider family. It could be unity. It could be healing of those who are sick. It could be working out of relationships that are not working. Pray for them. Pray for your church family, including the leaders in your churches, that they will love one another, the leaders who love the congregation, that you as a church family will love one another, that you'll be able to overcome temptation. As the Lord taught us to pray, leaders not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Pray that you as a community of believers, you continue to proclaim the gospel. If you can, please have names of those people in your church and pray through the list, pray for them. This is your family here on earth, the church. This is your family here on earth, and this is the this, these are the people who you are together moving with into eternity, Are people who have been redeemed by the Lord. Pray for them. Pray for all the different groups in the church, the children, the youth, the singles, the newly married, the widowed, the women, the men, the divorced, the elderly. Pray for them pray for non-believers those you interact with your your neighbors or people in your family your workplaces pray that they will repent and believe the gospel pray for missionaries pray the missionaries will persevere in gospel proclamation pray that there will be provision for the missionaries that do the work and pray that they will be faithful in proclamation of the gospel and lastly you can also pray for your enemies you know, Jesus himself tells us in Matthew 5, 44, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Pray, pray, pray for people. You can never round out of that list of praying for people. Set aside time Set aside time and pray for people. And number three to pray for is for blessings We said pray for proclamation, pray for people. And the third category is for blesses. There are villages, towns, cities where you live in, Pray that they will be changed by the gospel. People need, people who are living in those places need to hear the gospel. You see, every place is different from the other, and it will have needs that are, in a way, unique to that place. Therefore, as you live in that place, or you hear about those places, pray for them. A lot happens in those villages, a lot happens in those towns in some way, and they might generally be receptive, or they might generally reject the gospel. So pray that the Lord will break whatever barriers to the gospel that might be there in that place. I just remember the other day as we were praying in a certain place and the needs were very clear as, as we saw the alcoholism that was there, as, as we saw just how people were given to money. And that was just a prayer point. That was just a natural thing to pray for, that Lord, would you deliver this place as the gospel is being proclaimed that the people in, of this place will be delivered from alcoholism and the love for money, which is idolatry. And Jesus tells his disciples as he sends them in Luke chapter 9, as he sends them two by two, and he says them actually about certain places, towns, even homes they visit. He tells them in Luke 9 verse 5, If they do not welcome you, when you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. Meaning that their town had rejected the gospel message and as such, whatever happens to them, it's not the disciples' fault. It was the people's fault, that town's fault. And also when you read in Matthew, Matthew chapter 23, Jesus laments over Jerusalem. Matthew 23, as Jesus is on his journey towards the end of his ministry as he is ultimately going to the cross. In chapter 23, verse 37 of Matthew, looking at Jerusalem, he says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her cheeks under her wings. But you are not willing. Jesus is so pained to see just how the whole city had rejected him. And also, again, to another place, to the unresponsive towns in Matthew chapter 11 and from verse 20 to 24, Jesus proclaims this against these towns. Then he proceeded to denounce the towns where most of his miracles were done because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented in sackcloth and ashes long ago. But I tell you, it would be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No! You will go down to Hades. For if the miracles that were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have been remained until today. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. Friends, let's pray for our villages. Let's pray for our towns and cities, that they will be receptive to the gospel. Just imagine, put put the name of your village or your town in place of Sodom. If the things that, you know, we know now had been known by the people of Sodom. Uh, You know, in essence, what Christ is saying, Sodom would have survived even to now. How blessed we are as a people living in those places uh, that we know, we have received the revelation of who God is, who Jesus is, we have seen His salvation, miracles, you know, the miracle of opening blind eyes. Let's pray for our towns. Let's pray for our villages that God will open the eyes of the people, the inhabitants there, so that like, uh, like the people of Nineveh, they would turn to the Lord in repentance and in trust. Friends, these three are good things for us to pray for. Pray for proclamation of the gospel, pray for people, and pray for places. Why don't you start doing that? Why don't you spend time now and pray as they come to mind? Let's keep praying. Until next time, See you again. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Grace Point Church podcast. For more information and past episodes, visit our website gracepointchurch.org. Please join us again tomorrow for a new episode. Goodbye.